When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And joining Kelsey Hips. That's all I could think about. Boy, I really can't stand this guy. This guy. We have to talk to Boston Scott right now. Every time I turn around, he's running in against the Giants. Philadelphia Eagles running back. Boston Scott, a pox on your house, Boston Scott. How dare you? Tell him to get a better defense. He won't be running on them. Every time I turn around, this <laughs> what's be there soon, Max. Be patient. Facts, right? right? Yeah, man. What's happening with y'all? What's happening what's with poppin', you, man? Though? Man, that's what I really want to know. How hype y'all? Hey, man, can't call it, dog. Hey, we got one more, dog. The job's not done. You Did know you? what I'm saying? We, we definitely pleased. We're not satisfied. We're still mm-hmm. hungry. You know how it is, though. If I had if I had your hands right now, I cut mine off, man. Cause you on your way. Y'all on y'all way to getting that. Y'all on the way to getting that ring, man. Y'all. Did you? Yeah, did man. you? Hey. Did you shed any tears when y'all clinched? Don't and be honest with me. Um, I'm gonna be real with you. I did not. I did not. You know, I, I definitely felt a lot of uh, felt a lot of emotion. You know what I mean? Like throughout the game, before the game, you know, after the game. You know, because I was able to spend time with my family. You know, uh, my mom's wasn't able to make it uh, to uh, a whole bunch of games. And really, like, the two that she came to, uh, they were, like, rainy and cold. So I was really happy that the weather was nice uh, towards the, like, second half, like, towards the end of the game or whatever. But, yeah, man, so it it was a great experience, man. But, I mean, like I said, I I do believe that there will definitely be – yeah, it's definitely going to be a matter of like trying to regulate the emotions for that Super Bowl because that's that's, I mean that's it right there. That's that's the pinnacle of your of your football career. So, yeah, but now nah, I mean we we just I was focused on getting my job done. That was that was yeah. Got to do what you got to do to get there, man. Yo, I, I wanted to ask you, Boston, because I I feel this way, and I'm a hooper, so I watched the NBA a ton. I was a big NFL fan watching you guys do your thing. But it does feel like there's this level of disrespect that comes along with Philly sports in general, right? Like, I'm even watching the entire 76ers team be there, watching y'all do your thing, but, like, nobody wants to ever give Joel Embiid an MVP. It feels like at the beginning of the year, everybody wants to hype up, oh, what's going on with Dallas, the New York Giants, the 49ers. And it's like, is, is that theme felt in Philadelphia overall with the Eagles, 76ers, all y'all being disrespected? Yeah, man, I think I – think- you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's because you know the fans are. You know, they they support us through and through. You know what I mean? And they honestly, the fans are like, I'm, I'm sure they feel like they're on the court, they're on the field with us. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just a different vibe, man. The energy is always there, and you know, I've seen I've seen kind of the mo that the fans have as far as like how other people perceive them, and they don't really care. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of yeah, we we see it, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure Joel sees it too. But at the end of the day, you know, what's more important is us. 
you know what I'm saying, like how we feel about each other, the confidence that we have in, you know, each other as teammates, you know, as as a, as a city of Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying, we really all we need, you know what I'm saying, and that's, that's, that's been one of the uh, MOs that's kind of gone around, we all we need, we all we got, you know what I mean, so, shoot, uh, we see it, we definitely see it, but, you know, that's that's kind of something that I've taken to heart, too. Like, mm-hmm. because, I mean, talking about that underdog mentality, you know, people always kind of count us out, you know. Um, we don't really we don't really need that, you know. And that's, like I said, I mean, people are going to be critical of, of your play as a professional athlete. People are going to be critical of, as you can see, of the fan base, whatever. But that's something that I've just learned. I, I don't I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to prove my people right. I'm trying to prove people that believe in me and have confidence in me right. And if you don't, you know what I'm saying? If you're if you're a hater, if you're trying to criticize for no reason or, you know, downplay or demean, like that that don't that don't mean anything to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm still gonna I'm still gonna approach each day committed to greatness, excellence. And that's I'm sure that's how a lot of people in Philadelphia um, I'm sure that's how the 76ers feel, and I know I know damn well that's how the Eagles feel. So we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rolling, man. It don't really matter what other people have to say. My player partner, Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles running back, joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Boston. So I went to the Super Bowl. We went actually through Philly to get to the Super Bowl in San Diego at the time, and so okay. We didn't have two week layoff. There was no buy in between. And so there was a lot of things that we had to do over a course of, you know, three days tickets, reservations, hotel, all of those sort of things, plus prepare mentally for the game. Your situation is a little different. You have to wait two weeks before the game starts. How challenging do you think this is going to be for you guys having to wait this long? to play another football game and do all of the other things and get that out the way. Yeah, I got to say, I, I, first of all, I didn't know that. So, so I mean, that's major respect, having three days to prepare for the, for the big game, man. That's, that's, that's wild. I would say that that's a lot more tough than, you know, we, we kind of have, I guess you could say, like the luxury of, you know, getting all those things organized and getting time to, you know, rest and recover and then you know the you know obviously getting the tickets squared away and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think I think the challenging part is just going to be, you know, staying locked in with it. You know, because with you know I was able to go to uh, L.A. last year um, to do like a little uh, streamable, it's like a video game thing. But I was in the area and you know I was able to see for the first time because I've I've never been to a Super Bowl, so I was able to see for the first time kind of what the environment is like you know, what the vibe is like, and literally, like, it was all Super Bowl. Like, it was all Super Bowl. The, the town got changed into a Super Bowl vibe. Like, that's all that was going on. There was a bunch of events. There was a bunch of different types of opportunities. So it's going to be a lot of distractions, you know. And so, obviously, with us getting there a little early, you know, we're going to definitely have to stay locked in. You know what I mean? We're going to have to continue to work. Uh, but I think the biggest challenge is definitely going to be all the distractions and all the, you know, all the different events and stuff they're going to have going on. You know, at the end of the day, we got to we got to keep, you know, our goals in front of us. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you get to the dance, it don't mean nothing if you don't win it. You know what I mean? It don't, it don't really mean nothing. You know, mm-hmm. so we got to we got to, you know, 
we got to keep that momentum going and stay locked in. You know, have fun. You know, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? You know, not not a lot of people get to experience this, so it's definitely a blessing. But, you know, we, we want to finish the thing. We want to finish it. So we got to stay focused. Talking to Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles running back, giant killer. Hate you, Boston Scott. Hey, listen, uh, <laughs> but, but, but answer this for me, please. Let it go, Max. Let it go. Never, it's okay. never, never. Uh, Get a better so, defense. So let me ask you this. We've been talking all morning, Boston, about um, do you need a Superman quarterback to win a Super Bowl nowadays, right? Like they're Trent Dilfer's types. Hard to win a Super Bowl when there are Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrows walking the earth, right? And they seem to make the deep runs in the playoffs. But I wanted to ask you about Jalen Hurts and his effect on the team, both sides of the ball. Because it seems to me there are some dudes in the NFL that are genuinely loved by their teammates that seem to that, – that people love to play for. Can you tell me about the effect Jalen Hurts has on a team? Yeah, man, I, I think – and I think this kind of applies to kind of any – team-oriented environment, man. It starts It starts with the head, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, talking about, like, the players, you know, that's that's the quarterback. The quarterback is the leader of the team. The quarterback is the guy that, you know, really all the pressure comes down on, you know, and so it, it's, a, it's a tough job to have. You know, they get the most criticism. They get, you know, and whether it's, you know, on social media, you know, among the analysts, like, they're under the microscope the most. And so I just think that, you know, Jay, what he's gone through, you know, with, you know, you guys have seen it. You guys have known the journey that he's been on, you know, all the adversity that he's had to fight through. You know, I think that even before that, uh, you know, starting with his parents, they, they instill values within him, you know, that now you're seeing create a, a phenomenal quarterback. You know, and it's not just his talent, you know, it's the intangibles, you know, it's his you know, commitment to, to being the greatest at what he does. You know, it's, it's you know, his attention to the details. You know, he asks questions in every meeting. He wants to know, okay, why why is this happening? What's happening here? You know what I mean? And so from an attitude standpoint, you know what I mean? He's, he's even keel regardless of what's going on. You know what I mean? Like if everybody's going crazy, you know, if there's a great play, you know, He's, he's, hey, let's stay focused. You know what I'm saying? And if everybody's low, you know, we're having a low point, Jacksonville or or Washington or, um, you know, some of these games where we haven't played as well, um, you know, he's kind of been the rock that's kind of held it held it together. And that's, that's you know, he's definitely a, a – He's definitely a focal point of, of our team. You know, we have a we have a lot of great leaders on this team. You know, that have been able to uh, do those same things. But you know, Jay and what he's gone through, his journey, where he's at now, man, the talent's always been there, and he's been he's been developing into you know a, a pretty incredible, incredible dude. So you know, and he's still he's still young. You know what I'm saying? He's still learning. But you know, he knows that you know his standard, he, the standard that he has for himself is is much much higher than any criticism than any hate than any love like the standard that he accepts for himself is you know it's it's up there so I know he's going to continue to get better you know um and I'm I'm proud of him man I, I'm I'm but I'm not surprised I'm not surprised that you know he's he's where he is now uh where we are or like where we are now I'm not surprised just because of how each and every person in this locker room is committed to 
a lot of the same things that, that Jalen's committed to. You know, when you get uh, a nucleus of guys that are committed to being great, man, great things happen. You know, put some talent yeah. on that, now you're dangerous. Boston. You know, now it's just staying focused. So Boston, mm-hmm. real quick, what should they do? Should they back up the Brinks truck, automatic ACH him, <laughs> or give him a check? Before next season, I'm on the wire. You can give me the wire. Dog. Hey, dog. Hey, that's, that's above my pay grade. That's above my pay grade. Well, I'm just saying. That's a bet answer right there, Boston. You know, which way look, should man, they look, deliver look. that bag? Hey, man, that's my dog. You already know how I'm feeling, but hey, but like I said, that's above. That's above my pay grade, dog. I'm. Uh, what ain't, it ain't above mine. <laughs> They should give him a blank check and let him write it in, whatever the number is. Well, we starting at a minimum two fifty. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, no, we started at a minimum three hundred. Heard it here first. A minimum three hundred. Two sixty fully Scott, guaranteed. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles running back, hated Giants killer. Thank you, Boston. All right, Boston. Good luck, man. Oh, man, appreciate you. All right, boss. All right, nothing. Wish him luck. Wish the Eagles luck. They don't need any luck. Yeah. Bad luck. Bad yeah. luck. You reading from Holmes, Max? I root against the uh, – unless they're playing the Cowboys, I root against the Eagles. That's how it so goes. So why is Empire State building green? Dude, I can't – don't even I don't, start. I can't – you're going to take me down the road. All right, sorry. I'm sorry, Shannon. I, I don't know why well, I, I did that. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, does the NFL have an officiating problem? Person yes, needs to be fired. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus – their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. LeBron is furious that he did not get the foul call. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what, what we're doing. I don't see it happening to nobody else. It's just, it's just weird. It's unacceptable. We got cheated tonight. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Does the NBA have an officiating problem? Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, was on the show earlier today and said the following. It is a problem, and here's how you know it's a problem. It's a problem because it's not just, you know, the average fan is always going to talk about officiating, right? Every, every night, their team, somehow, the officials cost them the game. We understand an overreaction on the part of the fans a lot of nights. But when you have people that, like, watch it every night and you do it for a living, and it's becoming this glaring and this often you've got to talk about it, it's a problem. Jay, does the NBA have an officiating problem? I mean, it, it's... I get I get torn with this conversation. Are are there questionable calls each and every night? Yeah, you got over seventeen hundred games, right? You got over hundred and sixty postseason games. It's inevitable that human flaw is going to come into factor here. But it's like almost so we only choose to focus on the negative aspects of the game instead of like glamorizing on the beautiful parts of the game because negativity sells. So obviously, when my, 
you know, LeBron James gets hacked. Like, I, I think that was a foul. That was a blatant missed call. I see how the theme of we follow the Lakers more so than we follow the Sacramento Kings. Even though the Kings are top five in the Western Conference, we don't want to talk about that, right? So we'd much rather talk about this theme following the Lakers since they're two and a half games out of you know a fifth or sixth spot because of the gap difference between three and 12. That This is the reason why their season stinks. I don't like that. Um, could referees be better? Yes, they could be. Could we have post-game interviews with refs? Yes. I, could there be a public record of you know, refs getting calls right as opposed to getting calls wrong, yes. But for me to sit up here and not being the only thing we talk about as it relates to the NBA in the regular season, I think that's wrong, Max. When you, when you say public record, what do you mean by public record? I'm talking about, like, I – so we would get this in college and the pros. Okay, we got Tony Brothers. We got – in college, we got Teddy Valentine. We get the scouting report on who that ref is, what their tendencies are before the game. You may mention that in the NFL. Okay. But I would like for the public to have a record of, you know, when we come out with a two-minute report, hey, let's itemize each referee. How many calls has a ref gotten right and gotten wrong in particular games as it has a mass to getting to this game? So there could be some kind of track record. The NBA is already having a, a record on these referees, right? It, it, will they get a chance to call playoff games, Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals? It's based upon their track record. But how does that serve, being a public record, how does that serve the game officiating to be called better? What is that? How does that help? It, it doesn't. It just allows us to understand, like, a referee's tendencies. And it allows fans to have better insight into who is refereeing these games. So it's more about the fans than it is the result of the game. Baseball does it. But but it like the reason I wouldn't want it to be public is because a lot of gaming goes into this sports betting. Yeah. The, I don't need people targeting or, or harassing referees. They already just, harassed them. Yeah, at the game. Yeah, at the game well, they, they do the, the, the Okay, the, they already know they already know who these guys are. Jay man. earlier. I mean, I talk, Jay, earlier, hold on, you said earlier that the NBA doesn't have an officiating problem. The Lakers do. What did you mean by that? Because I mean, LeBron exactly, James. Because LeBron James. I mean, I just kind of reiterated it, Max, about, you know, where they are right now in the playoff hunt. The Lakers are the most fought, one of the most followed NBA teams. Like I said, like we're talking about – we don't talk about Sacramento Kings. We talk about and, the Lakers. But are you talking about that one a, play? No, but we lost no, a number Max, of games this year, at least numbered. six games at the end. Because of bad officiating when LeBron James was on the court, right? So why? Why? Because it's LeBron. It's like the Shaq attack. It's like when 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 you was fouling Shaq, where you would have to slam him on the ground blatantly. That's what I'm. That's what. That's, I'm, that's but, but, why. But it's yeah. not only LeBron though. I mean, there have been times where Russell Westbrook, I think it was against Dallas or Sac, was literally it's the Sixers. Sixers, Embiid, is right? Embiid held his hand. They didn't call the foul. But that's a carryover from LeBron James, though. Whether you want to believe it or not. It's LeBron on the team. For whatever reason, they don't call him against LeBron, so they're not going to give everybody else on the court. Yeah, the hold on, but there, it seems like let, let's separate the issues, though. On the one hand, Key, I'm with you. It's LeBron in the sense that, like, MJ got officiated a certain way because he got officiated like a guard and then a superstar guard and then the guy. But Shaq got officiated even when he was the man differently because he's so big and strong. The rest are like, come on, man. I don't You're know that gonna... he got officiated that way in Orlando. Jay, you was in the league back then, so you could tell me. But with the Lakers. He got yeah. calls with Orlando. but I mean, He, he got was... calls with Orlando. Yes. He didn't get no calls with the Lakers. Well, yeah. Because he had gained like 100 pounds. That's what I'm saying. Was yeah, so they was like, train. you got to slam but, him but to but the my ground. my point is with LeBron now, there are two, you guys are talking about two separate things. On the one hand, 
LeBron is officiated a bit like a big who's unstoppable at times because he's so big and strong and fast. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? And he's like, look, you don't have to give me the Jordan calls. Can I at least get the right calls? And then that's one issue. And then another issue, Jay, is you say the Lakers have an officiating problem. Well, the Lakers is that are- related to more than LeBron in your view? Uh, yeah, but the Lakers are also LeBron. Like the two are intertwined. They're the same thing. You know what I mean? So, see, I don't. I, yeah, they're, they're they're intertwined. It's the same. That's what I just said. Yeah. Right? But that we means just that suggests that, that that there's something that LeBron is doing that is causing officiating to go against no. the entire team as opposed to just him. It's just it's LeBron. It's the same thing when when Shaq played for the Lakers. They were, in my opinion, being officiated different than the rest of the NBA. The whole team was. That's the way I saw it. Now, maybe maybe somebody could come up with some some data and statistics and prove me wrong, but my eyes tell me that. The whole team, I, you're saying. Yes, yeah. the entire I, I team. Think, I didn't think the team I, – I agree about Shaq. I didn't feel like we, calls went against we, the we Lakers, just, but We just talked Shaq. about what happened with Westbrook against the 76ers, Max. Mm-hmm. But, that, so, but, but, Max, there's, there's a, another interesting point here that I wanted to attack instead of just focusing on LeBron James. It's about refs in general. It's like – you know, when you hear players who are making forty, forty-five million dollars a year say about, well, the refs should be fined, and you're like, like, you know, you made the point earlier, Max, and it was a very good point about the fact that when players have poor performances, they're not fined for their poor performances <laughs> in those games. Ooh, right. be a so lot like, of I'm not going to take money out of referees because I also, I got look, I know Tony Brothers, I, I know Scott Foster, like the games these dudes travel to, back to backs, three games, four games in the week. It's a lot of the, quick commercial. turnaround, man. Yeah, commercial. They're flying privately. I mean, they're they're just getting back. It's a it's a literal grind. It's a grind. So I'm not going to take money out of their pockets. That's why I go back to maybe doing an interview post game. Let's review these two calls. Like I would love to hear why? the referee on the baseline. What made you miss this call on LeBron James when he literally got hit? On the elbow. So what did he see? I'm, I, I don't know. I, I I'm not him. You the same I'm not him. I don't know. I don't know what, what he was looking at. What did he see? I don't know. Because you, uh, okay, so on that slap, you most likely, on when you're on the court and under the basket, you can, you can hear it even though oh, the crowd yeah. is loud. You can hear it. You can hear the smack. You also can see the reaction of the players, the bench, LeBron. Okay, if I'm looking at you and my left arm goes right in front of your face yeah, like looking. this, you're looking. I mean, you hear that, you're going to hear that. So you're going like, to see the ball. Jump out my hand because the ball's not rolling off my fingertips as a layup would typically so do. So typically in football, if a ball is in the air and a receiver's on the sideline, toe tapping the sidelines, the you the might look at the flight of the ball, but the referee's eyes tend to go right to the feet. And then if he checks the feet real quick, maybe he looks up. But that's why you see a lot of uh, uh, challenges and things like that when the ball starts to move because they don't necessarily see the ball because they go right down to the feet. And then they got to have the other referee come over and tell him, ah, he bobbled it a little bit. And then they go underneath the hood to take a look at it. So maybe his eyes went straight to the ball. You know how when I'm looking at you, I'm not really looking at you. I'm looking through you, and I'm looking at somebody behind you, and you think that, okay, I'm looking at you, and I see it. Maybe that's the case where he's looking up, and he's looking at the ball. But the, the problem is, though, if you have a ref, real quick, before we go to break, on the baseline, uh-huh. and you have a ref on the sideline. His job like, is to he, do I don't what? know how the ref on the sideline didn't see that because Jason Tatum's coming from that sideline and slapping. So one of them has to see it. Hmm, They're both positioned right there on a 90-degree angle. Somebody has to see it. Well, we all saw it. We saw it. Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, which quarterback would be a better fit with the Jets next season? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. All right, Shannon, why don't you come in and host Take Your Pick so I get to play too. Keyshawn, J. Willemax. I guess I can do that. All right, so, you know, Super Bowl, a couple weeks. Want to look ahead to the offseason. We've got some big-name quarterbacks that are out there, possible destinations. So I'm going to give you guys a team. I'm going to give you two quarterbacks, and you tell me which would be the better option for said team. Everybody got it? Yeah. Got it. Yes. All right, cool. All right, we're going to start with the New York Jets. Key, I'll start with you. New York Jets, it's a better option for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Really? I would say Aaron Rodgers. Um, they'll have to give up some capital to get him. They're willing to pay. It's New York City. He'll be able to thrive in the city. The cold weather won't be a factor. None of that. And he'll be in a division that's winnable with this football team. For a guy like this, he needs a change of scenery away from Green Bay. I, I would say it would be Aaron Rodgers. That would even be a question for me, even though I, I don't see either quarterback being in New York. At the end of the day, I see Jimmy G being the quarterback for the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, easy. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you could legit win a Super Bowl with the Jets' talent with Aaron Rodgers. All right, I want to give you guys a heads up. There's going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in some of these uh, options, so just give you a heads up now. So with that, available. with that being said, we had the Brock Purdy news with, with his injury moving on to San Francisco. Key, better option for the Niners next season. We know there's question marks about, question marks about Purdy. So Trey Lance or Tom Brady for the Niners next season? I think it's Tom Brady. If they can get Tom Brady to – Think about going to San Francisco, get close that deal out. They got a team fully loaded. Left side protection, Trent Williams, or protect his backside. Kristen McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, play around with that a lot in the offensive side with IU. Maybe grab another guy in the draft. Kittle at the tight end. The defense window will be closing. And so you got to cap- capitalize right now, and that is Brady. Yeah, I'll go Tom Brady with the UCL, UCL tear and the six month recovery process from Brock Purdy, considering what's happened to Trey Lance. Why not have a guy for a year or two that both those guys can learn under, let them fight out for the spot as they move forward? Tom Brady. No-brainer. Tom Brady. 
right, well, let's see if the uh, Tom Brady train continues with this next team. Key, better option for the Dolphins next season, Tom Brady or Tua? Well, considering Tua's health, and I'm a big concussion, don't like guy for a guy to play that's had multiple concussions, so I would lean toward Tom Brady in this situation, gives him some stability, puts him back in the division that he once played in. His family, as Jay continues to harp on, is close in the South Florida area. So it would sound like <laughs> to me that he could be a Dolphin. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed as it relates to Tom Brady. I think that's Tua. And as an ESPN article said, Chris Greer, the general manager for the Dolphins, said earlier this year that the team will enter the 2023 season with Tunga Valoa as the starting quarterback and that doctors have spoken to not believe the quarterback's concussions will leave him more susceptible to head injuries moving forward. Tua. I'm going to go Brady. You know, some guys are just, maybe it's luck, maybe it's genetics, whatever it is. But some guys, you see it in boxing too, some guys can take a shot differently than others. Julio Cesar Chavez, lightweight and junior lightweight and junior welterweight champ for years. This dude could take shots that other guys would be in bad shape. But whatever it is, the way his, his head is constructed, whatever, he was able to do it. And some of it's luck. He didn't get hit in the right spot, right? And some of it's skill. You know how to take the impact, whatever it is. Brady's been doing it for 23 years, and he can still go. Tua, after three at least concussions this past season, I don't know. But I do know Mike McDaniel knows what he's doing offensively, and I think Brady would thrive there. i go Brady. All right, the next team on uh, Take Your Pick, let's look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Key, better option for the Raiders next season, Jimmy G or Tom Brady? i say Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady is a Super Bowl quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. And the Raiders are nowhere near winning a Super Bowl. So why would I go to go mess around with the Las Vegas Raiders? I understand that McDaniels is there as the OC, but he also coached Jimmy Garoppolo. So it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo would have a longer leash than Tom Brady in terms of playing again. He need Tom Brady needs a Super Bowl team. Jimmy Garoppolo needs a rebirth. Yeah, McDaniels was Jimmy's first offensive coordinator. I'll go with Jimmy G over that one. I mean – what makes more sense for them or who would give them the best chance to win next year? I would say Tom Brady is still probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That, this is a close one, but I agree with your guys' logic why it makes more sense for Garoppolo. All right, this is going to sound strange, but follow me here. Looking at the Packers next season, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? Who should the Packers go with next year? I think they should go with Jordan Love. I think it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers, allow him to go you know, find another opportunity out there in the universe for him. And it's time to hit the clock on Jordan Love because you have decisions that you have to make come May on fifth-year options, so to speak. You don't want to carry that for no reason, and you don't want to pick it up and not pick it up, and he walks out the building. So it's time to get the train moving on that one. I would probably say you make it work with Aaron Rodgers one more year. Um, if you decide to return some of his core pieces back, with the leap we've seen from this wide receiving core in the NFC, I think they'll be there when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm with Jay on this, but I but it does feel like the momentum is now toward him exiting. We are playing take your pick. Who should be the starting quarterback next season? Shannon, our producer, is giving us two choices. We have to pick one of them here on Keyshawn J. Willemax ESPN Radio. Max, real quick, what's the difference between the momentum last year during the offseason and where we are this year? It reminds me of Brett Favre, also Green Bay quarterback and the link to the Jets and all this, but it reminds me of Favre where he was doing this for several years, 
And finally, when they felt the guy sitting behind him had gotten a little experience and maybe was ready and they thought Favre was probably in decline, they finally had enough. You know, like people will put up with a certain amount until they feel like, "Mm, even if it's worth it for one more year, let's get out a year too early instead of a year too late, especially if we think the other guy is closer now. He signed him to a pretty big deal. It already feels like it's too late. Mm. All right, the last team on Take Your Pick, the Tennessee Titans key. Better option for the Titans next year. Just throwing out these two names, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, according to my uh, sources of real estate in Nashville, Jay Will, uh, he says that both guys have land in Nashville. So Both guys now. <laughs> you know, and Tom Brady along with Aaron Rodgers have plots of land. No, I'm just kidding. So, I, I, you know, I, I feel like this is a better position for an Aaron Rodgers and a Tom Brady, just because Aaron Rodgers has a few more years left, and I know we all want to believe that Tom Brady can play till he's 60. At some point in time, Tom Brady needs a Super Bowl-ready team, and I don't know that the Titans are there. It's more like San Francisco for me, for him, maybe the Dolphins, if that if they could explore that. This fits Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Tennessee fits Aaron Rodgers. I've been saying it from the beginning. I I just feel like the relationship he has with Mike Rabel, I feel like that relationship is something that you could look forward to. And plus, they have the running game, which I just think all the pieces actually match. They can get a big-time wide receiver. It's going to be the added piece. It's going to work. You know, I thought Tom Brady deserved the MVP the year that Rodgers got it. Probably. It was close a couple of years ago. But for the Titans, this comes down to who I think is better now. I think Rodgers is the better quarterback now, so I'd take Rodgers. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Max. Yes. Bonus. Yeah. Take your pick. Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones for my Giants. Okay. I, I got to go now. It's not even a I, question. I, I Daniel Jones for my Giants. <laughs> I, I got to go. Daniel, Daniel Jones isn't even on his second contract yet. He just had a very good season. He's never had a top wide out. Why would I, mean, I want to just suddenly jump contract. to a guy who has maybe a couple years left and who may be in decline, we don't know, because he did not have a great season last year. All right, you stick to that one. And, and now i got to give up draft capital to go get him? Yeah, now I'm you good. You can get him. You Max, don't have to give I, it up. He's for free. I don't know if I'm going to say out loud that Aaron Rodgers may be in decline, my man. Really? I, I, well, broken, you can't ask the question? He got you so shook you can't ask the question? Ooh, I, I don't think it has anything shook. with me being shook. I think, the well, guy so had a bro- I think the guy had a broken hand and he had a lot of young wide receivers. That's why I said maybe. By the way, a couple of years ago it was fair to ask, is he in decline? The team wondered the same thing, drafted Jordan Love, found out he wasn't. I'm not saying this for sure he is. is. I'm saying I'm, I'm – Aaron Rodgers. I think it's fair to speculate. This just in, Max Kellerman declares that Aaron Rodgers is falling (laughs) off the cliff. Never the first time. All right. Are we one step closer to Tom Brady joining the Niners? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Josh Johnson, the veteran, is in to play quarterback. They were hoping that it was just a sprained UCL that would require six weeks of rest. But the test today showed a tear of the UCL. If this guy's got to have surgery, then there's no doubt in my mind that San Francisco is going after another quarterback. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by John Lund, host of Papa and Lund on KNBR in San Francisco. Morning, John. Morning, boys. How you doing, John? John, I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Good. Good. We, 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 we want to know how you think the Niners are going to handle the quarterback situation. We've been speculating about Tom Brady, of course, on this show. What do you think is going, going to happen there? I thought it was going to be Tom Brady, even if Brock Purdy was 100% healthy. I mean, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. They felt like they had the best team this year. Uh, they've been to three of the last four NFC Championship games, and their owner, Jed York, has said numerous times that this team is only judged on one thing. They're judged on winning Super Bowl. So Brock Purdy's a nice player, and it's a heck of a story. But are, even if he was healthy, and take the UCL aside for just a second, there's an eight-game uh, sample size for him. He's a rookie. He still needs to learn a lot of things, and there's, it's, it's, it's a great story. There's nothing wrong with it, and I'm not down on Brock Purdy. It's just you're in a Super Bowl window right now, and you guys know this. Windows for championships are what, three to five years, unless you're the Patriots or the Spurs or the Warriors, and they're not long, and you've got to capitalize on them when you can, and you've been to three of the last four NFC championship games, and you've come away empty. Tom Brady is the ultimate winner. One more year, it's his hometown. It makes a ton of sense even before the injury happened. So, John, Tom Brady, 45 years old, turns 46 August 3rd before the 2023-2024 season. Is that just a one-year deal? Is that a two-year deal? What does that look like? Yeah, financially, I mean, you'd probably have to do something like that, put in the dummy years and everything that the NFL does. But, I mean, just purely from a football standpoint, could there be a better storybook ending to possibly the greatest career in the history of the NFL? Tom Brady gets to come home. Uh, I know Tom Brady Sr. They, they'd love Tom to come home. Uh, it makes perfect sense. It's the team he grew up rooting for. He was the catch game. All of a sudden, Tom Brady plays a year that he wins the Super Bowl. He rides off into the sunset and he goes goes and gets a bunch of money broadcasting. It just, it really, it's almost like the football god said, "Here you go." And and look, I, I feel horrible for Brock Purdy. It's a terrible injury. He's probably going to be out six months. But again, it, even if he comes back, the t- let's say the timetable is what it is. What what Adam Schefter said it was and it's February, and okay, it's August. Well, that means he's rehabbed the injury. That doesn't mean he's ready to play football. That's another couple of months early in the season. Are the 49ers, again, a Super Bowl-caliber team, going to sit and cross their fingers and hold their breath that Brock Purdy's going to be okay in August because Trey Lance isn't an answer for a Super Bowl team? Jimmy Garoppolo's a free agent. They can't uh, franchise tag him. That's part of his new contract, and he's either going to go to the Jets or the Raiders or the Tech. He's going to go somewhere else. He's sick of being a caddy in San Francisco. So I just don't see another option. You can't hold your breath and hope that Brock Purdy's going to be okay. And Brock Purdy's got eight games under his belt. We don't even know out here if he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, even with all the town around him. 
So, John, if you're if you are able to sign Tom Brady for a one or two year deal, let's say that's a one year deal, right? You win a Super Bowl, whatever it may be. Who would be the quarterback that you would move forward as it relates to the future of the organization? Like, obviously, you traded draft picks for Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, I know you kept saying an eight-game, small-game sample size, but still yeah. showed to be pretty competent in those eight games. Who's the yeah. next leader of the franchise quarterback-wise? I mean, I think it's Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the Trey Lance thing hasn't worked out, and I think that it, it just from college, he threw 318 college passes. It just doesn't time up. Jay, I would, I would look at it kind of like what the Warriors situation is out here. Hmm. You got Steph Curry and you got Draymond Green and you got Klay Thompson and they want to win championships. And then you got a bunch of young guys who aren't ready to win those championships. And we're not sure out here if Wiseman and Kaminga and those guys are going to time up with Steph Curry's timeline. And I think it's hmm. the same thing here with the 49ers. It's just going to take Trey Lance too long from what I've seen uh, to, to kind of sync up with what the, where the 49ers are. Again, they're a Super Bowl team. Trey Lance is still a year or two away. I don't think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you played the game. I don't think that sitting on the sidelines and watching, which he's done now basically two years of his career, is going to help him get better. Now, he, now if, they don't, if they decide that Tom Brady isn't the answer, he's going to go into OTAs and throughout the entire offseason as being the number one guy and probably would have to play early in the season. Now, maybe that's what they do. But, again, I just don't think within the organization, this is me speaking, but I've spoken to people too, they just don't have the confidence moving forward that Trey Lance can be that answer despite what they gave up for him. You know, the idea, we're talking to John Lund, host of Papa and Lund can BR in San Francisco. What you were talking about, like with the Warriors, right? How you're trying to thread the needle. You're trying to stay really good while breaking in a new generation of guys, never miss a beat, never have to rebuild and then keep going. But you have to hope to time that just right. Kaminga and Wiseman and those guys have to be, and, and the the Packers tried to do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers and, and these young receivers, and they just didn't get it together in time, and now he's talking about bouncing, right? Well, we talked about Brady to the Niners. In fact, if it's true, like as Graz says, where Shanahan was looking at Josh Allen when he had Garoppolo and said, man, if I had one of them dudes, I'd get over the top. And that's why you draft Trey Lance. Well, at this point in time especially, that's really more Aaron Rodgers than Tom Brady. And I always wonder, did they park some uh, draft capital in the form of Trey Lance in case the Packers would want him one day or some deal could be done? What do you think the odds are there? With Aaron Rodgers, I, I think it's difficult because what they, they would also want, and I think that if you're trading Trey Lance, it could be wrong. But again, I've talked to people around the NFL. I mean, maybe you're trading Trey Lance at 50 cents on the dollar top, more like 25 cents on the dollar. He just hasn't shown anybody. Now, maybe there's some teams that had really high draft grades on him, but he just hasn't shown a lot. It's gotten around the league, but he's still a long way away. So if you make that move and make him part of that deal and you try to bring in Aaron Rodgers, part of it is, okay, you got to give us more than that. What else you got? Well, they traded their first-round pick this year for Trey Lance. They traded their second, third, and fourth-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. So they don't have a lot of capital. Uh, the, the players that they would have and, and would have to move in a deal like that, they probably wouldn't want to part with. And Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't want to come here if they had to dismantle their team for him. And then there's the financial element of what Aaron Rodgers would want. They just don't seem to have that. Tom Brady fits in better only because Tom's a free agent. And I don't know this about Tom Brady, but we can, we can surmise this by what he's done in his career. He hasn't always taken the most money. So he might be able to fit in at a number that you'd say, wow, Brady's playing for that. Rodgers isn't going to do that. So I, I don't see it working from a lot of different angles from Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that there's a lot of value for Trey Lance. Brady works because he's a free agent. You don't have to trade anything for him. He'll probably take a yeah. discount to come home. I don't know that for sure. But 
He's done that in his career with the Patriots. He did it with the Bucks. He could have made the most money, and he really yep. never has. So Rodgers doesn't fit from a number of different, or different that, angles. That goes for several teams, too, not just the Niners. That is John right. Lund, host of Papa and Lund on Thanks, KNBR John. in San Francisco. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys. And this has been yet another edition of Keyshawn J. Will and Max here on ESPN Radio. Greeny coming up right now. We will be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern. ESPN See you Radio, tomorrow, knuckleheads. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.